CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by HP and Siemens Smart Grid. Welcome to CIO Talk Radio with your host, Sun Joke All. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers. Now, here's Sun Joke All. Hello and uh, welcome to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. And as always, we invite you to join the discussion on Twitter, hashtag CTRLive, and look for this show as hashtag communication as well as hashtag social media. Today's topic is why business leaders should embrace social media. And our guests for today's show are Jonathan Reichenthal, who is the CIO of uh, the city of Palo Alto, California. Good morning, Jonathan. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Great. Great to have you. And we also have Claudia Keith, who is the Chief Communications Officer of the City of Palo Alto, California. Good morning, Claudia. How are you? Good morning. I'm just fine. Thank you. Great. So social media is everywhere, and it's the new thing, or perhaps we cannot call it the new thing because it's happening for a couple of years now. The kids are all doing it, and it's a lot of fun to always see uh, what the new thing is around the corner. But if it has become a unique tool for business leaders in terms of how they communicate, what is the value that they can bring using this tool? And we feel that a lot of leaders in these roles still stay away from it, and they don't see the point, or or they are restricted in what they can say, so they're not getting the full value. So we thought of inviting Jonathan, who's one of the top 100 social CIOs, and we wanted to have him as an evangelist for the medium and to see what's so special about it and how is he leveraging it. And also Claudia, who uh, is the chief communications officer for the same city, and see what kind of environment has been created, what is being done so that there is some innovation while creating some uh, defined boundaries so that it doesn't come and haunt us. So with that said, first question for you, uh, Jonathan. We are talking about uh, a leader, a business leader, and we talk about they should communicate better and they should be able to uh, reach or connect with internal and external constituents effectively. Do you think the traditional methods, go back 10 years, did they work or not work? What prompted you to say, let's go and, and leverage this new medium? You know, it's, what's, a, what's a really apparent to me, and I think my colleagues, is um, the, the, the number of options we have has certainly become more complex. Um, you know, complex in understanding what we need to use, when we need to use it, but it's also given us more um, capabilities. So it, it, it's sort of a mixed bag. So I look back, you know, just 10 years, as you point out, it's not so long ago, and, you know, we're talking about, really talking about email, and we're talking about, um, you, know, uh, you know, even newsletters and, and sort, of the, the sort of the more old school way of, of getting messaging out. Um, but today we have email, which is still king. We have newsletters. Many organizations still continue to use those. But now we have this vast array of, of tools. So as a leader, um, I would say on the one hand, you know, it, it's harder uh, to think about, you know, what's the right channel? When do I use that channel? But as the way I look at it is um, this, this, this new sort of toolkit we have to almost, uh, in some ways, laser focus a message to a certain audience or broadcast to a broad audience. These tools have given us, given us incredible capability that didn't exist. So, um, you know, we're making that migration. 
Um, it is it is a work in progress. I think we're still early. You know, I still think a lot of leaders and organizations are figuring this out. Um, but but this is this has been transformational. This ten year um, timeline that you that you alluded to is uh, has been transformational in the capabilities that leaders have to get their message out um, to to their respective audiences. So, Claudia, when you look at this new channel, which is social media, do you see that as a disruption to a relatively well-structured communications um, environment that is created so that while you're able to do the job of getting the word out uh, to internal and external constituents, but it doesn't create risk? Or do you see this as an opportunity where you say, okay, there is always going to be something unknown with a new channel, but it just allows you and your department and the leaders that you're supporting get better. What's your first take on this? Well, uh, you know, essentially we're in really what I call sort of a transformation of communications. Um, the, the traditional methods of getting the word out, um, they still work. Um, and so, the, you know, to be an effective communicator, you still have to have a a clear vision and, and the ability to express viewpoints, but you may be delivering them in 140 characters via Twitter. So it's, it's really sort of the delivery mechanism. Um, so I think it depends on what business leaders, really smart, visionary business leaders are embracing social media. Uh, you really can't, for example, um, look across the spectrum at any CEO um, who doesn't have some form of social media as part of their company's um, communication strategy. Um, that said, I think it's the fear of the unknown. Um, it's the sort of the, the uh, wild west, if you will, of what people look at uh, in social media, thinking there are kind of no rules, no, um, no uh, sort of foundational uh, accountability. And um, so I think that's, that's part of the hurdle but if you really look at how people are getting their information, um, particularly uh, our, the next generation, the younger generation, um, they're not reading newspapers. They're they are you know they're not uh, for the most part watching local television news or anything else like that. Um, they are looking through technology, and so I think it's uh, imperative that business leaders um, realize how people are digesting information um, wherever and whenever they want. So it's. It's really an adaptation um, that I think is, is in it, and then sort of the beginning to middle stages here. So, Jonathan, do you think if we were to take social media as just a channel, it is undermining its potential? How about taking it to the next level of calling it a newly found, not exactly freedom, but autonomy of being able to put things out which doesn't require superstructuring? of a message. It's more conversational, and that's what people connect better with versus a well-crafted press release or another, uh, you know, heavily edited, uh, well-documented letter of source that goes out. Because what your, what your end goal is to be able to connect, because many people communicate. In fact, there's a book written on it. Many people communicate, but a few connect. Would you rather connect or just communicate? <laughs> Well, I'd like to do both. Um, I think we'd, we'd, we'd certainly like to do both. Um, I, I think it's, it's a very important question. Um, there is, there's the right time for formal communications, and I think there's the right time for a more informal type of um, getting, getting the message out and connecting. Um, so I, think, I, I don't think we can, we can choose one or the other. I think you've got to blend it in your organization, 
I think you have to, uh, the message has to be consistent with what you're trying to achieve. You know, we, we, at a city, we have to deal with some very serious things. And um, they, they have legal implications. They have policy implications. Um, you know, many organizations, of course, have these things. So um, you, 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 you have a risk, certainly, in trivializing certain things if you don't use the right form of messaging and the right, um, you know, you, you, as a leader, and, and, and I'm just one of several leaders, uh, when I'm out there in the mar- in, you know, talking uh, to the public or even internally to large audiences, I represent the organization, and, and we've got to get that messaging right. So th- this is a careful balancing act for, for all leaders. Um, uh, uh, so, you know, understanding when to use uh, formal versus informal. Now, the informal is, is, is really powerful, uh, and that, that is what social media brings to the table. Um, you know, sort of like uh, just bursts of thought, right? Um, perhaps there is a larger topic. You know, maybe there, uh, we're dealing with this, and, and so if, if I kind of get back into my role, which is, is, which is the um, CIO, you know, there is a security event that's happening, um, and, and all organizations are being impacted, and perhaps we're just uh, responding to it in a very, um, uh, you know, we've got, we we got a formal approach, but people are wondering, well, what do I think about it, or what do I think about the overall security posture of a certain technology? Um, you know, it might be interesting to just kind of have a stream of, um, of thoughts that are, you know, well thought out, um, and, 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 and it helps people understand, well, I see where he's coming from, or it's good to get his, get his perspective. So I think, uh, I think that does uh, uh, lend itself. Um, you know, uh, I can understand uh, for Claudia, though, it's important that uh, all of us as leaders um, are marching to the same um, story, um, and, and we're getting that story accurately and clearly out to our communities. Um, so we, we, strike a, we strike a balance. I, I think the heart of your question is really about um, is it, do we like the convenience of social media, which, which clearly it is convenient, um, versus the structure of years ago. And really the answer to me and, and living and breathing this every day is we've got to do both and we've got to figure out when to do each. There's, there's a time to do each. Claudia, would you say that there is a clear demarcation for an organization, if you were to write a playbook on how to use social media for business leaders and technology leaders, would you be able to draw a line and say on the left-hand side, these are the do's, and this is where you would use traditional media, and on the right-hand column, you will write all the things which are potentially also allowed through the social media? Is that clear? Uh, no, I, I think there's, there's a whole lot of gray area in between. Uh, you know, you have to approach social media just like any other strategic communications. You know, uh, as Johnson, Johnson said, it's a, it's a balance. Um, so just because it's simple and, um, and accessible doesn't mean that um, you don't approach it with the same thought that you would if you were writing, a, you know, a letter to your share, shareholders or uh, an all-employee email, things like that. Um, you know, there's risk simply because communication through social media is so immediate and can spread virally uh, and so quickly. So there's that um, that speed factor that probably uh, is a, a bigger risk than some other types of communication. But really, uh, as communicators, uh, you know, we really need to approach the messaging and the content that we're putting out on, on social sites, just like we do any other kind of um, communication. So I think that's an important um, thing to remember, that it's 
it's a delivery mechanism. And while what I call the wingspan of social media is incredible, and that's one of the wonderful and scary things about it, I think, for business leaders, um, it, it is, uh, I think, uh, a misnomer that um, just because it's so uh, informal, quote-unquote, um, that that's how your communications should be. Certainly you want to strike that balance between being accessible, uh, sharing information, having that two-way conversation, which um, we haven't really touched upon too much, but that is one of the just incredible benefits of social media for business leaders is that two-way interaction. It's really impossible to kind of get that immediate feedback in any other forum. Um, and so I think that's why the allure of it um, and the power of it is, is so great. Um, but all those protocols and all those kind of strategic thinking needs to go into whatever kind of messaging you're putting out, whether it's a blog post, whether it's a, it's a, um, uh, you know, a Facebook post, a, a picture, a visual. So all that kind of uh, thinking about messaging and the reflection on where you're trying to get your institution to go to, it all still applies to social media. It's just, it's just a different way, I think, of delivering it. So, Claudia, would you uh, actually this uh, this is what Jonathan just mentioned. He said that when I am on social media or any kind of communication platform, I'm representing the organization and it's, it's very accurate. However, people follow leaders versus following an organization. Would you allow the freedom to a business leader in your seat as a chief communications officer to let their personality shine through or they will always be caged? Under the organizational no, it, yeah, it's. I mean, you, you see good examples uh, of this. You know, CEOs who um, are on social media as themselves as the CEO of an organization, and it, and it's um, it's it's hugely important to be authentic. There's nothing worse than um, you know, sort of not letting that voice go through. I mean, we see that, for example, you know, Barack Obama has his own Twitter account, and you know, he signs it. I think it's you know, bo. So you know, it's coming from him. Now, I don't know whether he's sitting there tweeting, but it sounds like it's in his voice, and that is really uh, important. So, um, but he still, or any other business leader, would still have to wear that hat. So, in other words, you're not putting things out on social media that um, would be so far afield of what uh, of what you are as a representative or the executive of your organization, but that are in your own voice, and and that's really no different than say, you know, if you were speaking. Um, on behalf of your organization at a, at a press conference, for example. You, you want to have your own voice as a CEO or a business leader come through within, within parameters. So it, it's, not a, it's not a free-for-all, but, but definitely being authentic is hugely important uh, on social media. Can I, can I add to that, Sanjog, actually? Please. Um, so it's, a, it's an important um, – I really love what uh, Claudia was saying there. And and I think as an example of one of the ways we sort of work around that is, um, and I'll talk specifically about myself. So I have a number of Twitter accounts. It's not just one, right? So I do have a, a City of Palo Alto um, CIO uh, Twitter account, for example, that um, you know, goes through a different filter uh, than my own personal uh, Twitter uh, account, which is just at Reichenthal. Um, so through the, the city account, you know, I'm clearly it's a formal voice. Um, it should represent uh, the city well, and it should uh, represent um, my domain, our, our domain, which is technology and technology and government. Um, and but it needs to be, as Claudia said, you know, it, we, we try to make it authentic and and put give it personality. Um, but I have to say, on my my personal, and, and this is a really 
um, interesting area to follow because, again, we haven't figured it out. Um, you know, there, there uh, unfortunately is a blurring of your life between work and and personal life now. It, 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 it's nowhere near as clear as it used to be in the past. Um, but I use I'm very clear that my personal kind of is me outside. It's my broader personality. Um, and and whilst I do of course tweet uh, uh, items of interest um, around the technology spaces, which is where I play. Um, there's a lot of fun things in there too. You know, things about you know my interest in movies or or traveling and different things. Um, I would say this though, uh, even though it is my personal account and it is informal, um, um, I'm very respectful of the role I play in the city and my professional life. So we keep it. I keep it to a relatively you know I keep it to a high bar. Um, so there's a way kind of to mix you know to have the ability to be formal through one account and be a bit more personal through the other. Um, and then the, of course, the followers get to choose um, who, who, uh, when, and when, and which accounts to follow. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And uh, when we come back, Jonathan would love to understand what all did you do, or in what all ways, when you communicated as a leader through social media, actually helped specifically in terms of getting your word out, getting the change of hearts, and, and getting certain things done, which you, you would feel at this time traditional methods may not have brought about. And in what all ways do you think other leaders can at least you know, uh, dip their toe into it so that this starts showing them some examples of how it can be leveraged successfully and more success, more, more, more good things will follow if they were to embrace social media. Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Find out how the HP as a service solution for SAP HANA can help you gain instant, impactful business results without capital investment by logging on to HP.com. Transform information into intelligence and a competitive advantage with a full spectrum of SAP HANA products and services from HP, a global SAP hosting partner. The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google Lead the Charge Portal. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sun Joke All. Welcome back. So, Jonathan, what are some of the good things that have happened, some of the good experiences you've had in communicating uh, with uh, people internally and or externally that has helped you uh, incrementally or maybe transformatively 
in terms of creating value or, or getting connected with the world out there? Sure. Uh, I mean, for me personally, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's been terrific for my professional life. I, I uh, you know, it, it, I can point to specific things here in a moment um, in how I've been able to reach completely new audiences, um, have, a, have a voice on some pretty big um, government civic innovation topics and, and the technology uh, arena in general. Um, you know, one of the things about social media relative to other or, or old world media is it, it, uh, it's a great democratizer. It, it allows the, the little guy to, to sort of speak to the masses if, if they can and if they can attract them. Um, that's both a, 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 a benefit but also a significant, significant risk. So I look to – I'll be real specific. Um, you know, we, we – um, uh, one of the things that we advocate for here in the city of Palo Alto, uh, we're strong believers in open government and, and in transparency and, 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 and government 2.0, so the next generation of delivering government. And this is a, this is a really uh, fascinating, broad topic, um, lots of players across the spectrum. Um, and we want to have a voice in that. We, wanna ha- we have a point of view. Uh, we want to you know, influence uh, the, the, the topic. Um, it's a very positive topic in, in um in a domain and in a, in a part of the economy that, uh, you know, unfortunately is going through a tough time right now. Um, and a government doesn't have a strong, you know, perception by the, by the public, certainly at the federal level, and it gets better as you go to state and, and even better at local. Um, so open, uh, social media has allowed me as a technology leader in a government context to basically state our position and, and champion certain aspects. You know, why um, is uh, one topic in particular open data, which is essentially making our, uh, our our data sets available to our communities or giving them back to where they to to the people they belong? Uh, why is that important? You know, how is that a driver of change, positive change for government and positive change for community? Um, so I, I can directly correlate um, my ability and our organization's ability to tap into social media. Um, with um, our influence we've had on this, this broader national debate we're having around uh, government openness and transparency. Um, so that's on a sort, of a, a sort of the organization level. On a personal level, um, you know, again, it, it's a choice, right? So I've chosen to be outspoken about a number of technology domains, uh, whether it's cloud computing or, or um, the, the phenomena of, uh, of big data. Um, and I've established you know, this is what I believe. This is my position. And as a result, you know, I, I'm, I'm able to um, – I get um, – I'm very privileged to be asked to, to speak on these topics. Um, and, and I can be then part of, the, part of the national dialogue. So social media has given me as a professional and as a professional leader a voice that you know, I could have had in, in, in a sort of a more um, traditional world – um, but it's accelerated it. It's made it louder. Um, and that's really sort of, um, uh, you know, ben- benefited me from a personal brand and, and professional basis. I think in turn, by the way, um, you, if, if I do the work well and other leaders do the work well through this forum, it absolutely benefits the organization. It creates, you know, um, it, it's very good for enhancing the brand of the organization you work for. And that's all, by the way, in the context of uh, people doing it right and not obviously making making a mess of it. 
So, Claudia, if you were being paid $1,000 an hour as a consultant and you were to inv- get invited to an organization and, and you are a communications evangelist and someone who's helping them take communication to the next level, and you're, you're told to use, okay, how about social media? Would you be able to give a tangible, quantifiable ROI and that to show it as positive because now that you're using social media with your business leaders, it is actually helping you get your message to the right people timely and making those people get connected much better with their constituents? Uh, Well, one of the really uh, great things for uh, communications professionals um, with social media is you do have some analytics associated with that. So, you know, the old days you would um, put out uh, a press release or a message and if or a quote from your CEO, for example, and if the, the traditional media used it, um, you know, you think, oh, great, you're getting your message out. But there's really no way to find out whether that's having any penetration, whether these people read that or, or think anything about it. So I think one of the really, and it's still, I think, in the initial stages, and it's not a perfect world in terms of measurement, but we can see who is engaging with us on social media. You can see demographics. You can see where they're coming from. You can see what topics are, they are interested in. Um, and all of that is uh, hugely beneficial for communications professionals. So having those um, analytic tools um, that are beyond sort of the traditional, uh, you know, uh, if you got a front page story on the New York Times, it was worth X ad dollars, which is a very old school way of measuring your communications effectiveness. Um, there are so many tools now where you can really look at who is engaging, who is um, getting your message, uh, what, what is, what's interesting to them, what resonates with them, why they are coming to, whether it's your site, why they're engaging with you on Twitter. So that, I, I think, for communications professionals has been just um, a real sea change. Uh, we really have not had any kind of um, data as to whether, uh, you know, we're moving the bar um, I, I think in the in the old school world of of ads, for example, you know, communications or public relations efforts were always um, sort of the stepchild, um, and that is really no longer the case. Um, you really see a blend of of, of advertising and um, social media combining, particularly in corporations um, driving sales, and so there's there's really a direct um, uh, value proposition from having a strong social media presence tied to sort of your organizational and your business structure. Um, so that is, is really, for corporations, um, I think, really different. In the government world, um, you know, you see some really wonderful things happening. Um, people think of government, quote-unquote, as sort of this name, nameless, faceless bureaucracy. And the really successful uh, cities or local governments or, or even if you look at political campaigns, how, that, how social media has really changed that landscape. Um, Barack Obama was uh, elected um, because he ran uh, the first time. He ran a campaign that really was a complete uh, different campaign using social media, reaching different uh, demographic groups. Um, and that is, is really a huge sea change in how um, we're, how communications and social media writ large is being used. So governments, I think, are really um, trying to adapt um, and become uh, more uh, personal 
connect with communities, um, you can connect with your constituents in a completely different way. Um, it's no longer sort of just pushing information out there and hoping, wow, um, you know, maybe they'll think of the city that we work for as, as this uh, friendly place. Um, it really is a two-way dialogue. And for communicators who haven't had that ability um, before, that is, that is a real uh, difference. So I think from this, the, the way that city and governments are using social media to the way large corporations um, and multinational corporations are using social media um, has really sort of uh, altered the landscape. And for communications professionals looking to see who who and how you're influencing, how your messaging um, is being absorbed, what resonates, uh, and having that immediacy is really invaluable. Jonathan, if you were to look at uh, the way this is uh, working for you, are you getting the – you mentioned that you have a personal Twitter. Just by saying that these tweets are my own, do you get the immunity to write whatever, and then basically the organization banks on you being countable versus being accountable? And on the other hand, would you say that this is actually when you're sending out a tweet for uh, representing as CIO of uh, City of Palo Alto, is that supposed to be reviewed? How much of uh, caging that is going to be required for a business leader if they say, I want to do it and I would like blessing from the communications? It's a, it's a great question. Um, I'll just say from the outset, um, you know, having my own personal account certainly does not give me that kind of uh, freedom and leverage you spoke of. Um, uh, it, clearly, there's that blurring between who I am as, a, as an individual outside of work and, and me as a professional in my work. Um, the, the, um, the world is no longer um, being that, you know, um, uh, they're, they're, they're not allowing that uh, pretty much. You're, you, you, um, with, with so much exposure, with, with that sort of, you know, um, uh, uh, with this new, new um, visibility that an individual has, um, judgments can be made at any, any point in time. So um, sadly, uh, uh, that, that's a reality for all of us. I think that is something that needs to be taken seriously. And, and unfortunately, we, we, we've seen uh, um, how that can be uh, people who don't fully understand the full impact of social media can can impact their careers um, when they make a, a comment that many thousands, potentially millions, millions read. Um, so uh, I, I think you've got to be um, you've, you've got to represent yourself and your organization, um, you know, at the right level, uh, regardless of the account. That's a, that's an important learning. Um, here at the city of Palo Alto, Ming Claudia is. Um, uh, uh, allows us, and, and she understands who sort of are the professionals who understand this, um, and doesn't necessarily enforce uh, uh, a really strict rigor. Um, um, but but um, she she has great oversight and 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 will intervene if if, um, if she thinks that perhaps um, um, the messaging needs to be more careful. Um, that's not the case, by the way, in, in many organizations. You know, I, I have had exposure to, uh, in the private sector, lots of organizations that now that require, you know, each tweet or, or uh, you know, communication that goes out has to be vetted and, and sometimes exhaustively to the point where, you know, you've missed the, the timeliness of the communication um, and or it becomes so bureaucratic that uh, many folks just don't want to participate in it, and, and that in itself is, is um, unfortunate. Um, so uh, we're, we're, we're um, 
I think what, what's happening here at the city is we're deferring to people's good judgment, their professionalism, um, that those that work for government understand the um, um, privilege and, and responsibility we have. Um, you know, uh, through both of my accounts, and particularly my city uh, account in this case, um, I, you know, I would take that very, very, I take that responsibility very serious. And I think all leaders, leaders should. Um, so uh, I, hope, I hope that uh, kind of gets to the heart of that question. It does. So thank you so much. Uh, we'll take a quick break, listeners. Uh, we'll be right back. And, Claudia, I'd like to come back with this idea of the, the word fear. It seems like the undertone with social media-related communication, specifically by business leaders. And any kind of fear, it stifles innovation. And if it is an untold fear, it is something which we cannot define then it is really making a big impact on otherwise what value you could have created. So our organizations and including government entities are going to be living with this fear or there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And if it is, then what is it? Please stay tuned, listeners. We'll be right back. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Tap into our expertise, innovation, and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud. The U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google Lead the Charge Portal. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Find out how the HP as a service solution for SAP HANA can help you gain instant, impactful business results without capital investment by logging on to hp.com. Transform information into intelligence and a competitive advantage with a full spectrum of SAP HANA products and services from HP, a global SAP hosting partner. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sunjog All. Welcome back. So, Claudia, fear stifles innovation, and this is an untold fear. We have not been able to quantify success or failure. So why not tilt more towards being positive and optimistic and give it a few shots and then see if it really hurts us? <laughs> well, I think um, if fear of the unknown is, is a natural tendency. Um, you know, when email first uh, came uh, and, and was sort of the, uh, the new tool, you know, you, you think twice about pressing that send button for fear that, you know, you can't retrieve that message when it goes out. So I think for business leaders who may not be comfortable using social media, um, sort of fearing the the unknown and, and kind of the ramifications, because let's face it, we do hear all of the horror stories about someone, uh, uh, you know, posting something on Facebook or sending a, 
uh, a, a tweet that really um, is inappropriate and sort of the snowball um, and how quickly that can snowball. Um, so I think uh, as business leaders become more comfortable using tools, and, and I'm a big proponent of what, what you know, uh, a lot of folks are doing in reverse mentoring, um, those of us of a certain generation we're not uh, digital natives, um, you know, so we've had to adapt and be flexible, um, but really being open to learning from the generation who are digital natives, um, who really don't have that fear factor, but perhaps they need some guidance as to the appropriateness and, and, the, and the role that social media plays in communications. And hopefully, um, you know, we as communicators have been in this space for a long time can offer guidance in that way. So, I think that's a very important point that um, business leaders who uh, are fearful of sort of what, what could happen by using Twitter um, need to reach out to uh, younger employees who are comfortable with that uh, and embrace that. Um, so, you know, just like any other kind of communication, you need to have a, a disaster social media plan in place. You know, it's better to participate in, in this space than drop out because it's not, it's not going back to the old ways of communication. So I, I think having all those protocols, having those uh, structure in place that gives um, business leaders some sense of comfort that, um, you know, it's the use of social media is being done in a, in a thoughtful way, um, uh, I think will help to kind of get over that hurdle and once they start using tools and, and see kind of the benefit of it, see the ability to reach um, their constituents, their audience, their customers um, in, in new and different ways, I, I think will help them get over that, that fear of, of the unknown, which, which is really just, you know, a, a human uh, component. Jonathan, you, of course, earned this, uh, the top social hundred CIOs, and you did it because you like to do it, you did it enough. But there are a lot of people who have not followed the same uh, line. So either you, either you're special, you're lucky because you have someone like Claudia, or the other people who are not doing it, either they don't know how to do it, they don't believe in it, or they're fearful. What is happening? Why, why you are able to do it, even working within government, which traditionally is more stringent, and there are many, many others who are not following suit? Because it is going to help them. It is going to help the organization. And I'm sure there are people like Claudia in their respective organizations who are willing to give the leeway. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I think my situation is somewhat unique. I'll just describe it in a moment. But uh, um, I can also share, you know, my experience with some colleagues, too. Um, who, who sort of um, are, are coming into this space uh, more recently. Um, in my role, I, I worked in the private sector for, for quite a long time, and um, I've always had a um, always been in the technology field, and I had the uh, uh, had a great opportunity a few years ago to lead a technology innovation for an organization. Um, so my role was to be on the lookout for the you know the, the cool new things. Um, so when when uh, when uh, products like um, uh, uh, LinkedIn and, and uh, Twitter and, and, and others started to emerge. Um, I was one of the first um, to, to uh, first of all, notice it and then participate before, you know, uh, most others, um, even when it wasn't sure what, what was this thing, <laughs> what are we doing and how do we describe it? Um, so uh, I think I'm sort of Twitter member number 12 or something. <laughs> um, 
So I, I was pretty early, and, and so it's, I think it's about a seven year, uh, seven years now since, uh, for example, Twitter emerged. And um, so I've grown with it. I, you know, I've had the 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 um, you know unique opportunity uh, some others have to have evolved with this um, uh, a whole new set of tools. And 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 by the way, we've kind of been figuring it out together. Um, you know, there was no playbook uh, on day one, uh, and so. Um, you know, I found an I found a nice place today um, that that seems to work and resonate uh, with the people that I have conversations with um, uh, all around the world through through social media. Um, it is a surprise to me that um, that we we've, we we um, that we see good adoption of social media in the government sector. Uh, I think Claudia pointed out a couple of um, really neat points around this. It, it's giving governments uh, a, a, just a, a a significant new way of engaging with community um, that goes way past the traditional methods. Um, so whilst you might think uh, government is more constrained and conservative, it's been a blessing. I mean, it really is helping agencies get uh, messages out in a timely way and, and cover the full spectrum of opinions and get that you know, two-way, that information, information back to them. And I think, the, I think the third part of your question was about you know, those that haven't sort of dipped their feet into this those leaders that are that are afraid, and maybe the organizations are are holding them back. Um, you know, in some ways, I can I can empathize with that. Uh, I think as a leader, you've got to make a choice. Um, now, you might enter an organization that requires you to um, to be in the market because it you know it, it elevates your organization, it helps to sell products and services, and you should have a voice as a leader in that. Um, but you know that's a, that's a part of the marketplace. The other part is, uh, you know, being a communicator in the public arena perhaps isn't sort of your number one uh, responsibility as delegated. Um, so uh, you may not be getting direction from your 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 leadership in general or your communications department that yes, there's a responsibility for you as a CIO or or a CXO to be engaged. Um, so we'll have to kind of defer that a little bit to the, to the culture and to the direction of the business. If you have the freedom, though, and I think this is where you want to go with the, the question and the, and the topic, um, my bet is going to be on do it. And, and, and to, uh, to Claudia's point, the benefits um, of doing it and, and doing it well and smartly, I call it thoughtful tweeting, um, is will outweigh um, any of the, the reservations that you might have about um, participating. Um, I, I'm not. I'm no longer going to have the conversation with anybody about, you know, is this valuable or not. I mean, the, 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 it's proven value, and, and social media is new media. It's the way we're communicating. So I can't. We can no longer have that debate. Is this a? Is this just hype, and will it go away? I mean, this is this is communications now. Um, so I'm I'm going to be, you know, in the, in the camp of saying to folks, um, you know, I participate today. It's benefited me professionally. Benefits my organization. Um, and I think those that are on the fence and have the ability to do it, uh, it's really time to, to start to be a participant in, in, in the two-way conversation. So, Claudia, if you were to wear the hat of uh, a motivator versus a police, not a damper but a catalyst to allowing this, but done in a fashion so that it doesn't hurt the organization, what kind of uh, environment or what kind of process would you put around this so that a CIO and other business leaders or organizational leaders are able to make the full use of it without jeopardizing the core interests? Well, I, you know, I, my approach to social media is, is kind of my approach to most communications. Um, 
particularly I've worked in the public sector um, for a, a very long time and for um, some large organizations. I, I worked at the California State University, which is the largest public university system in the country. Um, and obviously students are a huge component of who we were trying to reach. Um, and so it was imperative that we be active on social media, engaging with students in that way. So now in my role at, at the city, it's, it's really no, no different. Um, my approach is not, you know, I don't want to be the social media police. Um, there are some organizations that have very strict protocols, very strict um, sort of, uh, you know, mandates about who can do what and, and saying what and let many layers of, of um, bureaucracy. Uh, and that sort of uh, is, goes against what social media is all about. That said, um, there are uh, protocols and accountabilities that you have when you are on social media, um, but, but you need to build those in from the beginning. So uh, at, at the city, if someone wants you know, their own Twitter account for a department or um, uh, for an individual, we go through a process of you know, what are you, who, what are you, who are you trying to reach? You know, why do you think this tool is the best way? Uh, who is going to be um, really uh, active on that tool? There are some responsibilities and accountabilities that go with that. So I think that uh, building those in at the beginning, talking to people about really what is their what is their goal, what is their communications goal with social media, what are they trying to do? Because a lot of people think, oh gosh, I want to be on Twitter. My department needs to be on Twitter. I need to be reaching people, and they really have no idea of what that means and whether that's actually the most effective way to go. So I think having those conversations um, up front uh, really um, set the tone um, because it's impossible to sort of be that, um, you know, policing. And frankly, I don't think that's really the atmosphere that you want to um, to generate. Um, it, it's not innovative. It's not creative. Uh, you know, people think there's a lot of risk if you, if you sort of give people the ability to um, – to, to tweet uh, with no sort of guidelines. Um, and so we, we set those up in the beginning with those conversations about, you know, reaching, reaching your audiences and reaching the right audiences through the right tools. So I, I think that is a, a, a better way to go. I mean, I've had instances where um, people come to me uh, and say, you know, my employee has posted this on Facebook about something related to their work. What should I do? You know, should I make them take it down? It, it is a really uh, dicey uh, consideration um, because while employees um, on their own personal Facebook, you know, uh, have the right and the ability to do that, if they are in a certain position, um, it is reflective of sort of their their work product. I think Johnson, Johnson made that point where, you know, there is no clear delineation between our personal and our professional lives anymore. It's completely blended in this 24-7 world. But on the other hand, you know, what kind of approach should you take? So I, I think there's a lot of these conversations going, but my approach has been to, to have those conversations and protocols up front. People really understand the responsibility that they do have when they are on social media, whether it's in a professional or personal capacity. Let's take a quick break, listeners. We'll be right back. And uh, Jonathan, when we spoke originally about the value, it definitely helped you, you mentioned, with your professional brand. Now, as a CIO, as someone who is really creating value and you want to communicate with internal and external constituents, did social media adoption help you get the work done better? 
or just it elevated you as a as a professional brand so let's uh, explore that more when we come back listeners please stay tuned we'll be right back hp is proud to sponsor this program tap into our expertise innovation and services to bring your most important workloads to the cloud the U.S. and Canada represent just 5% of the global population, but collectively we consume about 35% of the world's resources. Supply is not keeping up with demand, so change is not an option, it's imperative. Siemens brings knowledge to power through modernization, responsible energy consumption, and greening the grid projects. Siemens Smart Grid has the answers. Just Google Lead the Charge Portal. HP is proud to sponsor this program. Find out how the HP as a service solution for SAP HANA can help you gain instant, impactful business results without capital investment by logging on to HP.com. Transform information into intelligence and a competitive advantage with a full spectrum of SAP HANA products and services from HP, a global SAP hosting partner. You are listening to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. If you have a question or comment, call toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to the show. Here's Sunjog All. Welcome back. So, uh, Jonathan, you definitely have been able to create a good professional and a personal brand because of your efforts in social media. Does it really help you in getting the job done as a CIO? It, it really does, and I, I want to give you um, a few specific examples, um, and, and one or two that were, are, are kind of surprising. Um, you know, when you when you have the I guess the, the privilege of, of holding leadership position, and particularly a uh, in a, in, a, in a city such as uh, the uh, city of Palo Alto, you, you get a lot of attention, and and you, there's a there's a broad stakeholder group who are interested in, in your work and the work of your department and the work of the city. Um, so you know the, certainly people can go to our website and, and we have good information there, um, uh, but they can also follow you on, on, on through different through different social media channels uh, where there's more of a continuous stream of of information. Um, so, number one, we, we have been able to use uh, social media to communicate uh, the richness and uh, clarity of our strategy, and, and specifically um, the, the IT strategy of the city of Palo Alto. Uh, so, whether you're another agency, um, you know, you're, you're another local uh, municipality, um, or you are a vendor, um, or you're even a prospective employee, you can get uh, a good sense of uh, what we believe and, and, and what we're doing. Uh, through, through this channel. Um, to that end, uh, we use uh, social media in the IT department to, to talk about our needs and uh, specifically around the projects we have and, uh, and about the people we're recruiting. You know, we work in Silicon Valley, and it's an amazing place to work, but it's also uh, the employment situation here is completely different for tech people. We are fighting. Uh, we are frontline soldiers on the talent war um, here in, 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 the, in the city, so we're competing against you know some of the, 
uh, finest tech companies in the world. And so we have to create a good picture um, and a strong, uh, you know, a, a proposition for prospective employees. And we do that through, through social media. Um, we, we can directly relate um, the number of um, interests we get, the number of, uh, of, of, of candidates with our efforts around social media. So there's direct cor- correlation there. I think we can also talk about um, the way in which it benefits the vendor community. Um, so when we are uh, moving forward with a major project and we have an, uh, a request for a proposal that hits the street, um, there's going to be the classic sort of you know uh, a group of usual suspects that are going to respond. But we want a broad set of respondents, and social media gives us that vast audience um, of the, the ecosystem of startups and and and. Um, interesting companies, and those we don't even know about, the ability to, to, to review that RFP and, and potentially participate. And we've seen a strong correlation between our social media efforts and the size of the um, RFP respondent pool. Um, so those, those are sort of three, you know, to me, strong indicators that as we put the volume up and do social media right um, around our IT department, um, we're seeing clear benefits uh, to us. Claudia, when you look at internal versus external communication, would you have separate policies, separate guidelines, or separate uh, things to watch out for? Um, well, if you're talking about communicating to employees versus communicating to external, um, you, you may use different tools. Um, you know, we have different tools at the city that we use to communicate to employees. Um, versus uh, our externally facing um, Twitter, Facebook, and, and other social sites. Um, and, and the messaging may be different. Obviously, if you're talking to employees, it's about things that employees um, are concerned about, which might be benefits or, or things like that. Um, but the ability to reach uh, employees um, uh, all at once with messaging is really, uh, I think, a, a huge benefit, um, whether that's um, on, you know, an, an intranet or, um, you know, we have chatter at, at the, the city of Palo Alto. Um, there's lots of different ways um, that companies are trying to reach out to employees because employees are really um, an extension of your brand, um, whether you're at a, a company um, or whether you're at a, a city government. We've got, you know, I don't know, about a 1,000-plus employees at the city of Palo Alto and you see, and anyone who's sort of around the city with that city hat on represents that city's brand. So I think it's really important to recognize employees as sort of those brand ambassadors, if you will, of the um, persona and the um, reputation of your organization. So um, I think engaging with them via social media um, is important. It's, it's not always, not everyone is as receptive, um, and that's, that's understandable. Um, but I think the opportunities for a, a leader of an organization to do that um, are, are, are really wonderful. Um, you know, and for example, there's uh, at, the, at California State University, we did um, because we had 44,000 employees, um, uh, which was a, a huge organization. Um, we would do videos, um, uh, sort of employee uh, talks from our CEO um, that we that, that were more personal in nature, um, but that hopefully uh, brought that message in a human way for for people who may never ever see the CEO or, or the chancellor in that case of of the organization. Um, 
And so I think that's hugely important to be able to create that um, personal touch for a, a business leader in an organization that has a large employee base. Jonathan, only 45 seconds. If you had to take three top things which a business leader or IT leader should keep in mind uh, in order to jump into the social media you know, and also create the most value, what would those be? So I'd, I'd kind of do it, sort of think about it in this order. The first thing is, um, uh, is what, what are you trying to say? You know, what is the message and the, the, the type of style that you're, 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 you want to use in, in, uh, in communicating? That's the first thing. Um, the second thing is, uh, who are you trying to reach? You know, who, who would value the messaging or who do you believe could benefit from, from the message you're trying to get out and, that, and, and that eliciting that two-way communication? And, and then finally, um, understand that if you're a leader, it's highly likely that people want to know what you have to say and what you have to think about a topic. And that includes folks, um, people in the, in, in the external world, as we've been referring to it, and the internal world. So maybe you've decided you're not that interested. But let me tell you, as a, as, a, as a CXO, a leader of an organization, there's a lot, a lot of people, including your employees and your customers, who want to hear from you. On behalf of the show and our listeners, I'd really like to thank you both, Jonathan and Claudia, for sharing your thoughts on why business leaders should embrace social media. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. And listeners, hope you enjoyed it, got some value out of it. Please like us on Facebook, search for CIO Talk Radio, and be sure to follow us on Twitter. Thank you again for listening to CIO Talk Radio. This is Sanjog All, your talk show host. Till next week, take care and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to CIO Talk Radio. To learn more about the show, please visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Please join Sun Joke All next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Central Time, and 10 a.m. Eastern Time for another hour of CIO Talk Radio on the Voice America Business Channel. CIO Talk Radio is brought to you by HP and Siemens Smart Grid.